go to Lansing. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on the game, 7.30 a.m. Weekday mornings at 10 a.m. The Huge Show is heard weeknights at 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. on the game. Let's get his thoughts on the vigil last night at The Rock, Izzo's speech, uh, the news from Alan Holler, the MSU AD that... Spartan Athletics return to practice and play, so the Michigan-Michigan State game is on for Saturday night, but really it's bigger than sports, and I think Gizzo just had a presser. So, Tim, what's the latest out of East Lansing? Well, I think there had been some indecision through the entire university, Bill, over what was going to become of all these athletic events. You know, we're at the heart of February, and a lot of these seasons are winding down. The hockey team's got two final crucial regular season games, and they bust to Wisconsin yesterday. Uh, so they play tomorrow night, Saturday night, and then they get a bye next week. So this ends their regular season. And they're crucial games with Wisconsin for what they want to achieve relative to perhaps hosting a first round of the Big Ten tournament, which they have never done before. And there's no guarantee they're going to get it. But nonetheless, these two games are on. The baseball team uh, did depart today for Arizona. They opened their season uh, in the tournament in the Phoenix area. But ironically enough, they're going to play Michigan in a non-league game tomorrow afternoon in the Phoenix area. They thought earlier in the week on Tuesday that that was probably going to be a go. You know, they're going commercially, and it's expensive, and there's a lot of complication involved. Um, you know, it's been a very difficult week. There's no question about it for the entire community, for the coaches. Uh, you know, look, Tom uh, Israel, he's a very good uh, ad-lib speaker. He got better, I think, as being around Judd for all those years because Judd was the best. But I think Tom had a prepared piece last night that he took into heart. He, he knew that this was an entirely different audience that he was going to address. He knew that a lot of people around the Michigan State community wanted to hear from him. And up until last night, he had not said anything to anyone. Now, what he's done with his team, he is, uh, they're finishing a practice, and he'll speak to the media now. But after all of this consultation, the game with Michigan is on, and immediately the University of Michigan has announced massive pre-game activities and observations. I mean, they're, they're giving T-shirts to the Bay's Rage that are Michigan State related. They're going to play the alma mater. They have warm-up shirts for the team. They, I mean, everything they can think of, everybody that's going into the arena is going to have a green and white type of LED wristband. I mean, clearly Michigan wants to be as sensitive as it can possibly be, given the raw emotion of this of the two schools 65 miles apart. Michigan had its own vigil last night for about 1,000 people. Michigan's athletic department has tweeted incessantly its condolences to Michigan State. Now, what the game's going to be like, Bill, you know, Michigan's coming off a brutal loss of Wisconsin and needs a win desperately. And Michigan State, you have absolutely no idea. Are they distracted? Are they resolved? I mean, until they play Saturday night. One thing is the atmosphere in that arena will be nothing we hopefully and most likely will never see in Ann Arbor again for a Michigan-Michigan State basketball game. That's a long answer to your question. Well, Tim, I had Anthony Broom on from the Wolverine.com about 20 minutes ago, and I said, think about the irony that the last big Michigan-Michigan State event in Ann Arbor, you had the tunnel melee, and here we are this Saturday with unity, and it took a tragedy. Uh, and, uh, man, my theme has been all week long, it's a shame we need tragedy in our state and in our country uh, to come together. But just think about that. From the tunnel melee and how ugly that was 
to where we are unified going into Michigan, Michigan State Saturday night. And to be honest, Tim, where I'm at, I really don't care who wins the game. I, I want to feel that unity. I wish I could be uh, in the arena, uh, but I'll be watching on TV, and that will be one of the biggest nights in the history of the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. Yeah, I agree with you all the way across the board. I do think it's a shame that it takes events like this to take a good competitive rivalry and in some cases bring out the worst in some people. Maybe this will have a healing effect in some way going forward. I thought if they played the game, Bill, Michigan was going to go out of its way to show a level of sensitivity unseen before. And it would have been the same, I think, with a lot of other schools had they played somebody else in the Big Ten immediately following this. I mean, a lot of these Big Ten teams have already had observances with a moment of silence or whatever prior to games earlier this week. What I also think is going to be unreal is going to be the atmosphere in the Breslin Center Tuesday night at 9 o'clock with Indiana in town because that'll be the first home game back. And, uh, you know, that will obviously somewhat be a surreal scene and how much Tom Izzo or anyone else wants to get involved in any, uh, you know, incident-related participation around this game or hold it all to basketball. That I don't know. I mean, they're probably trying to figure that out completely now. I'm, I'm clearly believe that the Michigan State players, after all of the consultation and everything else, I think they all felt that we're not going to feel any better. It's not going to bring anybody back or whatever if we don't play. There will have been a period of time now. And, you know, I never know whether athletics are a good antidote to this type of thing, but I don't think it's a bad thing either. And toward your point, if it took something like this, unfortunate as it is to make these schools better as uh, friendly competitors moving forward well then i guess so be it it'll be but to your point too it'll be a surreal scene on saturday night at Ann Arbor. no question about it tim this entire week uh, starting you know 8 30 p.m monday night getting word on the shootings and everything going down uh, at michigan state uh, from your 51 years in the business, radio, TV, newspaper there in the Lansing area, uh, is this the the darkest point uh, for Michigan State as a university? Forget athletics put aside. Would you say this is the most tragic story you've covered connected to Michigan State in your 51 years in the media? Well, it is relative to the loss of life. But I was a student and just getting started on the air, first, frankly, as a part-time radio uh, newscaster during the Vietnam conflict. And during the Vietnam conflict, when they instituted a lottery system for students to be drafted into the military, the trauma around that, uh, I mean, that whole, and it, it was it was not short-term. This has only been a couple of days. That was more than a year, and it just kept escalating to the extent that National Guard troops were on campus military weaponry was on campus and on display half tracks that kind of thing literally were through the campus to maintain the order as best it could be done now it didn't end up fortunately like kent state where there was a loss of life in 1971 in my memory looking back through there have been racial incidents uh, sit-ins at basketball games but that's a long time back but all of those things bill never had a loss of life okay this has all right and so from that standpoint, this is uniquely different. But in those days, too, I don't ever remember 
anything related to an, the terminology an active shooter. Now you hear this constantly. It's part of police jargon. But, you know, it's active shooter. We have an active shooter. We have an active shooter. It could be, in a, it could be anywhere. It could be at an elementary school. It could be at a college. Okay, I never remember that terminology whatsoever. There were issues, and Vietnam was a massive issue for more than a year. But again, in my memory, there was never an issue about loss of life that slowed everybody down. This is different in that regard. And I think that's why it is so impactful in so many ways. If you're the parent of a student who's going to Michigan State and all of a sudden, I hope he doesn't get hurt or she doesn't get hurt. I hope they don't get shot or whatever. You know, that Berkey Hall, which is now closed, that has thousands upon thousands of students have had classes in Berkey Hall through all the years. So for many alums all over the world, there will be memories. I remember where I was, first floor, second floor, third floor, whatever it was at Berkey Hall. Now it is closed because of this incident. And when it opens and how it opens and the reaction to when it opens, all of that is down the road yet to be determined. One final thought, and Tim Stout from Stout on Sports and our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. Lansing TV guy, Lansing State Journal columnist. You can hear him weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show, tape delayed, weeknights, 6 p.m. till 9 p.m. Izzo's finest moment last night, that seven-plus-minute speech uh, to the over 10,000 at the Rock in East Lansing. Have you ever heard Izzo any better uh, in front of a mic or camera? It was extremely well written, and as I was saying earlier, he, you know, he, everything, I've heard him at funerals, I've heard him at graduation parties, I've heard him at alumni gatherings, and it's usually he just ad-libs whatever comes to mind. You know, he put his glasses on, and that was a carefully worded seven to eight minute statement and you know let's face it bill it's a unique situation at michigan state and many other schools the noteworthy signature face is not necessarily a coach and does not have the reputation but there's been so much turnover through his 40 years at michigan state and with his success rate he's kind of been the guy and you know he's well versed he's well spoken i i thought he was the perfect antidote because i think there are people who thought this is our guy at michigan state and we haven't heard from him yet and you know he's going to be sensitive about this and you know he's going to be emotional we need to hear what he has to say and we'll move on from there and toward that end i thought what he did say was extremely effective yes it was uh, special straight from the heart and you know normally the scripted speeches don't do a lot for me but as i wanted to make sure uh he was in the right spot like you said and it wasn't the usual uh coach speak uh, it was the leader in the face of michigan state university in the face of the toughest week in the modern era that school has ever faced you can continue to follow the story with tim stout and stout on sports what what timmy I was going to say one other thing, Bill. If all five, and I don't want to jinx them, all five of those injured students somehow recover, I think that will be an enormous uplift to a lot of people over a period of time. There's no whatever anybody says to this point. The three that are gone, they're not coming back. That's not going to change for those families. You know, it's, it's very nice that everybody's concerned, and I think to myself, the only problem is they're not coming back. But if those five come back especially all of them, and it sounds as if there's some improvement in there. I do think that will be a tremendous uplift in a number of ways. But look, at least we got something out of this for all the care prayers are concerned. Five of those eight at least still have a shot at life down the road. I think that'll be a big factor. 
Tim, uh, well said. I appreciate the thoughtful conversation uh, today. I know Izzo's going to address the media, talking about the return to practice and competition. Appreciate everything, Timmy. We'll talk soon. Okay, Bill. Good to talk to you. Stay in touch.